Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Andrew Gaze, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. I can't wait to get you to the Gabarash. Tell you what. Woo-hoo. I can't wait to get you to the Gabarash. Get you to the Gabarash. Get the Gabarash. Get the Gabarash. Famous last words, Rob. Who's talking? Oh, that's the Tim Payne thing. That was right, Tim right, Payne. Right. Yeah. Just was desperate to get uh, to the Gabba. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, what a victory. Yeah, what a victory indeed. And great series win. Well, for... considering they got bowled out for 36, um, and off the back of that, they've won two tests and saved another and won the series. Plus with a truckload of injuries. Nine injuries, including yep. a broken arm mm. and a broken wrist. Yep. And obviously their best player went home to yeah. have a baby. So congratulations, India. However, it doesn't do New Zealand a great well, deal of good at all for the Test Championship. You want to talk Which about- is all that really I cared about. Well done, India, but frankly... I've actually done the research for you. You should arrange a quick series against Bangladesh or Afghanistan or something well, or Ireland. Th- we've got nothing. We've got five T20s against Australia. Then I think we do have Bangladesh after that, actually. Okay. But I don't know if it's tests even. I've got this for you. This is the permutations for the World Test Championship. Mm. But we got into sports news very early. You didn't even say hello, how's your weekend? Nothing. You just you, went straight into it. It's just into weird, it. frankly. Anyway, you're very interested I'll come, in this. I'll come back to it, so my own stuff. Australia are playing away in South Africa, I've got things right? to say, Beefy. All of you. Yeah, yeah, good. Carry on. Uh, Australia playing away in South Africa. If they want to go ahead of New Zealand in the World Test Championship, they need two wins... And a draw okay. in South Africa. And the Saffirs aren't great. They're the not moment. great at the moment, no. If India want to stay ahead, now they've got two series against England, home and away, yep. in their next whatever. Okay. So they need three wins and a loss, or two wins and two draws against England. Actually, no, that's just the four test series in India, yeah. not the series in England later mm-hmm. this year. So if India get three wins and a loss, or two wins and two draws, they will qualify. So if both of that happens, it will be Australia and India. Yeah. If neither, or I only either one of those happens, New Zealand will make the final. Okay. And we have no more games at all. I don't think so, no. no. I that's why I'm we saying do. you should just... I couldn't believe it when I checked our calendar there's nothing t20s well, it's so rubbish we don't get to play australia that much and we get five t20s i don't care about t20 nobody does it's rubbish it's a big bash go do your big bash ipl <laughs> yeah. it's not for international do maybe do the world cup for a laugh that's oh, it well you've got to have a world cup i don't yeah. disagree with that have a world cup get out of the way but don't don't, don't go around playing of... five t20s in a row no unless it's in five days then it makes good cricket yeah. five days in a row that's uh like maybe a test match like that mate we'll be just all 10 days um, Craig McMillan earlier today he tweeted yeah. I'm waiting for the pundits that believe test cricket is dead I'm still waiting mm. and while we're on it those people that wanted four day test cricket what's yeah. going on there yeah, nah, nah. it's not going to happen now is no it? way well it was mainly the Indians pushing for that anyway was it yeah and four Shane Warne well he's a Indian lover now, isn't he? He's, he was. I don't so think he's Indian though. Indian lover, I said. Yeah. Not Indian. Yeah, but still, he um, he was very anti-Australia in the commentary. Apparently, was he? I can't listen to Fox. I really, I, 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 I haven't it. been listening. I've only been listening to uh, Channel Seven. I actually don't have the commentary. 
at all no. from anyone. No, no, no. Someone from back home just put up a post saying this commentary is now so much more incredibly listenable with no Michael Clark. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> I, th- I thought you'd agree with that. Although ABC have Stuart Clark and he's just, oh, yeah. I can't believe he gets On the radio. On the radio. I can't believe he gets paid. Right. He came out today, no joke, we should have bowled Marnus Labashane more. Gosh. They've got three bowlers in the top eight in world cricket mm. and there's a muppet like Stuart yeah. Clark yeah. getting paid for his opinion. No, we should have bowled Marnus Labashane. Yeah. Gets he's people got, talking, Beefy. He's got, people are talking. Listen to us. Tw- listen, listen to the anger and frustration in your voice. The guy's got 12 yeah, You've wickets. gone straight into this with no chit-chat. Yeah. This is how much it meant to the beef. Uh, but Stuart Clark drives me insane. He gets paid yeah. to do that. I, I don't get anywhere near as annoyed in general by commentators. I, I, occasionally, and I, I did notice at times Michael Clark wasn't great, but I, I, I don't have anywhere near the hatred that some do. horrendous. And um, it's not surprised. Did he work on this series at all for Fox or Channel 7? I don't. I haven't watched any Fox. In fact, I, I, if he is with anyone, he'll be with Fox. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. And that's yeah. not surprising because he is not like. The Actually, seven did quite a nice thing, a nice little sign off. That all seven of them in a big group together saying they did a farewell to Sonal Gavaskar and and, oh. and he was uh, and said congratulations. Uh, they were very very gracious actually. Very, so James Brayshaw's the head man, and then you've got. Uh, what's his name? Fleming. Yes. Um, in the English. Is there an English guy? English oh, woman. woman. Is yeah. it, it Isagua? I wore well, the things. Oh, she was Yeah, her. Okay, Alison Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been invaded, Rob. We've been, been invaded by a killer spider yeah, in the studio. Yeah, there he is. Coming find Jeez, down. Blood-sucking in Australian, trying to wreak revenge. I'm not spiders. afraid of those spiders, Beefy. Really? Could I you couldn't... go on the old um, celebrity jungle thing and go and put your head in boxes of insects and snakes and stuff? Oh, I wouldn't be in any hurry. No. <laughs> no. If I absolutely had to, but there'd have to be significant money going. Go. I'll, I'll probably do it. I, I mean, I'm not really scared of uh, spiders like that. I'm wary yeah. of being bitten and dying, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Who wouldn't be? I don't think they would put killer, like, if you get no, bitten by this, is. you'll die. Yeah. That would be a big risk. I'd For imagine that would be, be one hell of a disclaimer to sign. Actually, watching TV at the moment, um, they keep advertising old Holy Moly. At- Holy Moly? Yes, yeah, this crazy golf. Kind of it's a cross between oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. and mini golf. Hey, what have happened to the show that was floating around where there was gonna be it was like spot the spot the gay or something, and there was gonna be some there was gonna no, but really? well, it was gonna be spot the gay. Oh, that was the idea of it, and it was basically there was a a woman oh, a woman who was, who was gonna, gonna, to gonna date pregnant. a bunch of guys, oh, yeah. and she had to figure out which one was gay, and if she couldn't pick it, if she didn't have a strong gaydar. Yeah. By the end of it, she was gonna cop. Never, she didn't win the money. Perhaps it never. But if she if she picked him out, then she was in. How's that? If you want to talk about inclusivity and diversity, that that's got full of loaded contradictions. I mean, it's it's in, being more inclusive of gay people are having in a mainstream show. However, he's trying to spot them like they're not the same. I see you. I see you. You gay. <laughs> Mental, uh, utterly crazy. I don't know what happened to the spot the gay show, Rob. I really didn't. Um, okay. I do remember seeing it advertised, though, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. So perhaps COVID just put pay to it. What was the other mental one with which was actually pick, picking out who was going to father her child? Yeah, and that was the one I was straight into of. a sperm donor. That's pretty crazy. What does the man have to gain? Is it assumed that he will be romantically interested, or is it more that he'll just well, get, he gets some money? Surely some money. Not necessarily. I mean, even if you just go straight to the hospital 
hospital and become a donor, you get some money, don't you? You do in the States. I don't I think mean, you do here. So they'd at least have that as the retainer. it's illegal here. So they have a container for the retainer. If you say so. Yeah. It's a good one, though. I like that. That should be on the show. I think it was a, it was a genuine contest. The yeah. men were trying to get her affection and uh, with the premise but at how the start could they, of the show. How could they be so certain that she's the one? Well, what about I mean, married at first sight here? Not that that's legal. But, that's, I mean, that's just like arranged marriage, you know. Obviously, it's all, it's all mental. It's, just, it's all under the umbrella of mental. But yeah. in terms of trying to get it in some sort of ranking order, any of those bachelorettes... How is that going to work? I, I see mean, um, Sophie Monk's just got engaged, Rob. Sophie Monk's gone well and truly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking of the bachelorette. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what's the thinking of going, okay, they've picked out this bloke, this one bloke. Mm. He must be the guy because they picked him. Must be the right must one. Must be. So what I'm going to do, uh, I've not had great success with relationships in my life, so I'm going to say definitely the best way I can meet someone is go on a TV show where there's uh, 30 other complete mental nutters. Yeah. Just, I mean, I've already been so rubbish at trying trying to find someone to go out with. Now I want to film myself blowing it with this one guy who ends up being the honey badger who ends up booking everyone. <laughs> what a waste of time. How men- that's, that's the stupidity. Anyone, I don't care what your intentions are or your reasons for getting involved in that, they're not good enough. You're a stupid, stupid idiot if you go on that show. So when you start complaining about being hassled on social media afterwards, you've got it coming because you're a moron. Actually, talking about reality TV stars and what's going on with the Australian Open, Mm. have you heard Bernie's locked up up. quarantine? He's in in quarantine, is he? Yeah, because he he had to qualify in Doha to qualify for the Australian Open. Oh, and his, his new bird. Yeah, yeah. His new bird. Well, yeah. this was her rant today, oh. or yesterday, in fact, for about living in quarantine. Ready to go. Oh, mate, I'm full of stuff tonight. I'm, I'm worried about we're going to use our content far too quickly, Rob, because we nah. are racing through at the yeah, moment well. at the top of the show. Anyway, this is, um, she was a reality TV person. She was on one of the Bachelors or Bachelor in Paradise yeah. or whatever it was. Anyway, she's off that, and she's now Bernie Tomich's girlfriend. It's my boyfriend. I played Pokemon for 11 hours straight yesterday and I think 12 hours straight the day before. But I've been playing World of Warcraft for about the same time that I've been playing Pokemon. In a social media <laughs> post from their hotel quarantine, Bernard Tomic's girlfriend complained about the food and other hardships. When you do order your food, they have to inspect it and I don't know what the hell they do. By the time the food comes to you, it's so cold. So as you can see, there is plenty of room for us. Also, there is only one bathroom. I have never pooped in front of Bernard. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's day three. I just can't do it in front of him. It's not part of the, like, I haven't broken that barrier in the relationship yet and I hope I don't have to. Oh God, my hair. This is the worst part of quarantine. I don't wash my own hair. I've never washed my own hair. It's just not something that I do. I normally have hairdressers that do it twice a week for me. So this is the situation that we're dealing with. What is going on? Look at that. What is going on here? Yeah, I can't wait to get out of quarantine just so I can get my hair done. I'll just be staying in here filming and at least I'll be able to make some fire content for my OnlyFans. I'm already going crazy. Yeah. She doesn't wash her own hair, Rob. Do you wash your own hair? Or do you have I somebody do. come in twice a week and do it for you? No, no, I don't do that. I do it, I do, do it myself. <laughs> 
Well, oh God. The only thing I sort of lament at this point in time is that we've just played it on our show. And that's just <laughs> ultimately is giving her exposure. A little bit, yeah. Well, I've I got to put it out there. I mean, God, I mean, doesn't that person deserve a punch in the face? Probably deserves it... Bernie Tomich, weirdly enough. Yeah. I wonder if she injects her own lips with lip filler because she has got the duck yeah. bill platypus thing happening as well. I mean, there's so many levels of stupid in that. It's hard to break it down. Oh, that's, it's a bit of a concern, really. I played Pokemon but the thing is that it's, it's, for 11 hours straight. All, but all that matters is, is... I mean, was that Peter Hitchener or someone on the news no, there? Like that, so it yeah. was on the news, you see? She's like, she doesn't care why she's on the news. She just cares that she's on the news. I don't think it was of her own making because she's in quarantine, so it's not her. But, I mean, it's the news stations that are covering her. The only way we'll get these people is if we start ignoring Ign- them. That's exactly right, Rob. It's exactly right. But although it kind of We've made... just succumbed to the whole plan. Yeah, but it was quite funny, the fact that she doesn't wash her own hair. Yeah. And the other thing is, she's locked up in a hotel room. She's going to be there for 14 days. She films herself doing rude things to herself for money. Mm-hmm. So what's she going to do for 14 days? The only thing I would say, that the one thing that did pick my ears up there, is that her saying she's never been to the bathroom in front of Bernie. I mean, you can close the door. You can. In I fact, mean, it's I know, it's useful close in a proximity, ho- in a but, but you don't have to leave the door open. Uh, it's not actually in front of um, but I'm sure Bernie's big enough boy to understand how things work, I think, I and think he can be mature enough. about it. I'll tell you what, the the, the one thing about uh, the Australian Open this year, to attract players to come to Australia and play, because they've got to do quarantine and everything else, how much do you think you get for losing in the first round? So Bernie is guaranteed mm, this money. 20 grand. 20 grand? Yeah. $100,000. Yeah. For losing in the first round. Wow. So for Bernie, that's about 10,000 a minute. Yeah. Because clearly he's not, he's going to, no. he'll lose the first two games, pull a hamstring, and he'll walk off. 10, you know. Do you get minutes. more as you get further on? Yeah, of course you do. I think it's three and a half million for winning nowadays. Something ridiculous. Mm. But a hundred thousand dollars for losing in the first round see for someone like bernie this is the greatest tournament in history because (laughs) he actually he's not allowed to practice yes he doesn't want to practice anyway no doesn't want to do anything Mm. turn up lose 100 grand straight to the cassie he's off two weeks locked in a motel with a porn Mm. star yeah and he's going to pick up 100 grand for for an hour's work job done isn't he yeah you're right right. he is loving life he hasn't got a coach no, so good. need a coach. No. Um, um, but friend of the show, Nick Kyrgios, he's absolutely because there's been all this list of demands. Novak Djokovic has gone crazy because he's not happy, um, and Kyrgios has just gone mental. Mm. So Djokovic wrote to Craig Tyler in Tennis Australia with a list of demands asking for reduced isolation periods, uh, having players move to private houses that have tennis courts, Quite better food. Yeah, and lots of other things. But uh, Daniel Andrews, dictator oh, Dan, yeah. he just said, "No, you knew the risk when you came here. If you didn't want to do this, don't yeah. come." But that hundred thousand dollars, see, it's made it. But um, yeah, so Dan's basically said, "No, nah, it's not happening. Absolutely yeah. not happening." Actually, I've got the full. Um, do you want this? Victoria mm. is standing firm on hotel quarantine for tennis stars after world number one Novak Djokovic issued a list of demands calling for less time in isolation and private housing. The push came as the number of players in quarantine jumped to 72 with four new confirmed COVID cases. Not wearing a mask in the players' minibus, the world number one issued demands on behalf of all quarantine players as he trained in Adelaide. Basically, he says, the rules are too tough. He wants Tennis Australia to move some to private homes with courts to reduce the days in isolation to let players visit coaches 
and to provide better food. People are free to, to provide lists of demands, um, but the answer is no. Whilst the event is very important, uh, nothing is more important than making sure that we follow public health advice and keep the state safe. Keeping the state safe, Rob. Mm. Could you but never... surely they could have found some sort of accommodation establishment that had tennis courts. Yeah, they could have. I, I, they should have tried to do that. Do you know what shocked me, though? What? The number of players plus entourage for this tournament is a, over 1,100. Yeah, 1,200, yeah. they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people all of a sudden. I didn't quite Well, how many athletes are 128? 128 in the men's and women's, and you play a bit of doubles. So times two, so 256. Two, six, so three, three for each. I don't know what's happening with the junior tournaments. There's wheelchair tennis as well and yeah. stuff like that. But 1,100, that shocked me. That a lot of hangers number. on. Well, you break a lot of clingers on, mum and dad probably. I don't think mum and dad get an exemption. Nah. Nah, not unless they're the coach. Well, you'd have at least two. You'd have you'd have yeah. a trainer and a coach. You'd probably bring a physio and, I don't know. A whole physio. Just a whole one, physio. Just for one person. What if you're not even sore? Sure, a trainer. You can get a combo trainer, physio combo. I guarantee the top... 30 or 40 have got their own kind of physio slash what they do is have the whole box and there's normally six in there there is yeah but normally one is the girlfriend wife or the husband and the boyfriend or all of the above um kyrios basically said Djokovic is a tool i don't mind bernie but his missus obviously has no perspective i love this from ben rothersburg there were moments of self-doubt feelings of isolation and a strange sense that part the sky was raining down on only me but i persevered and i did it folks i just washed my own hair all by myself. Is that Nick Curious? That was Ben Rothenberg. Oh, right. Some of the uh, tweets. Tw- Twitter, the past 24 hours, has been brilliant mm-hmm. for once. Mm-hmm. It's quite fitting that Tomic, who's probably our most hated athlete by a long stretch, also has a partner who's equally pathetic. Anderson666. Hang on, forget Djokovic. Tomic's girlfriend doesn't even wash her own hair. I'm impressed that she can actually feed herself. Actually, she on a video to claim that she doesn't eat a lot. No surprise. Simon Brunsden, quite an achievement that Bernie Tomic's partner could be a bigger flog than Tomic himself. Hashtag flog week. Mm. Actually, this is the best one. I forgot about this. Yeah. Mitch McPherson. The biggest shock in all of this Australian Open news is finding out that Bernie Tomic has actually qualified for the tournament. Whereas people born into money complain about, complain about losing their freedoms was expected. Mm. So, yeah. Tomic has qualified. We didn't really uh, dwell on that a little mm. bit. He's actually won some tennis matches to get through. Think about this, though. What if they had kids? Those two. Do you think about that? Oh, what an upbringing that will be. Imagine the cycle. The point is that bigger more and they've just sort of just that are bought so casually like the birds oh no it's not too like the kids we've got to go down to the casino mate <laughs> go and do that yeah yeah no no uh, stick there go go, go on darling go to the go get our abortion for that kid and so i've got to go and i've got to go back to the cassie we hang out with my mates go to the strip club in my sick car oh uh, you got pregnant not my problem that's what bernie would say uh, yeah, i reckon he's that type would. of guy but you should have thought about that before <laughs> That's what he would say. The worst thing about that... What if I get sued for defamatory for that? Yeah, probably. The worst thing about that is that's probably an indictment on that age group and that type of reality TV deal because you watch a lot of But do you think there is a tipping point where people will go enough is enough? Donald Trump became the president. It's now. It is the tipping point's now. It really is because it's getting to a point. It's getting too crazy. I'm sure it's because of the internet because this this great thing, this new thing came along, all this information, all these opportunities, we can get this, that, bounce around the world, there's no no commit to anything, live your own life, more and more freedom. But at the same time, then it's start being used for evil. I think the one positive to come out of COVID and isolation everything else is the influencers yeah. aren't making any money. They're done. They're done. Good. So they actually
actually have to go and get jobs. I'm pleased Proper jobs. Um, Spanish hothead Roberto Batista Agut has lashed Victorian health authorities branding the forced isolation a complete disaster. The world number 13 has slammed the Victorian government's handling of the Australian open quarantine program saying the hotel conditions are the same as a prison for players. Oh, this is a good report. The champ, never even heard of him, the champ said the 14-day Melbourne quarantine was really tough and like a prison with Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's like a prison, Batista Agut, then just bend over in the shower. Mm. And then it's like a prison. Gosh. We'll get Big Mitch in to uh, sort you out. Don't yeah. worry about that. Mm. Don't worry about playing tennis then. Interesting. If it's a real bloody uh, prison. Gosh. These people have no idea about tennis, about practice courts, about anything. It's a complete disaster because of that. Mm. The control of everything is not tennis Australia. It's the people from the government. I can't imagine staying two weeks like this. Well, Roberto, you're going to have to. Mm. It's not General Franco now. Mm-hmm. It's General Dan. Yeah. But he was one of these blokes at uh, $100,000 for losing. Yeah, I'm coming. Mind you, yeah, he's I can hear all these complaints, but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't really feel that sorry for them. James Dodd says, I don't feel sorry for Bernard Tomic at all. Imagine spending 14 days in quarantine with that idiot. Mind you, she's playing Pokemon 12 hours a day. But surely, <laughs> did, why did it not? I, I have enough for talking about these idiots. They're just whinging. It's not good enough. You're not doing just enough. fine. They're doing just fine. They are. They yeah. definitely are doing just fine. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. I'm Mick Fanning and this is 365 Days of Sport. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a mom because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! God, really mixing up the uh, order of things. So we no, no chit chat, straight into intense sport news, <laughs> and now worst song comes out after the first break. This is, you, you know, this is this is like Meatloaf. Oh yeah, he used to open with anything for love. Did he? Yeah, first straight off the bat, just to get boom, just smash him with get his biggest hit, just get, and I would just say, well, how are you going to top that? He goes, yeah, you watch this, and he would go and then for he it did with batter, the batter to hell number two, and then he was naked. <laughs> You're just basically impersonating the loaf. I am. Right? Oh, yeah, that's great. I love Maybe that. AFL grand final the loaf. Oh, dude. And did for love. I watched that the other day. I did. I watched it the other day just to just to make sure it was as bad as I thought yeah. it was. Um, <laughs> it was genuinely horrendous. But I've I've gone through this though. You have, yeah, because he had the stroke. That's why he yeah. can't sing anymore. Yeah, he was but you got to feel sorry for him. It was the final payday. You like you yeah. said. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, as well, you have to remember that he didn't write any of his songs. Nothing. Well, I don't know about nothing, but all the big hits. Right. It was all Jim Steinman. Steinbeck. Steinman? No, Steinman. Jim Steinbeck. John Steinbeck's a famous writer. Yeah. Jim Steinbeck. Where's, he, he, did, who's he, where's of, he from? Of Mice and Men, John Steinbeck. Okay. That was the one book I did read in school. Okay, well done. Um, no, Jim Steinman, he wrote all of Meatloaf's stuff. Okay. Pretty sure that was, that's the case. I don't even know who he is. He's a songwriter. He is Is the, he in the band? No, I don't think so. I think he's just right. I think he's like Bernie Taupin. Ta- Taupin okay. for Elton or that, John. Or that chick that writes um, those songs for uh, like the one off Con Air. How can I live without you? 
I wanna know that one, and also um, <laughs> she wrote um the Aerosmith one. Don't wanna close my eyes. Did Don't she? Wa- she was she was like the the Jerry uh, Bruckheimer film power ballad oh. singer songwriter chick. Okay, she's got loads of money because she writes because she, she writes these massive hits. Uh, talking about There's some other ones too. Talking about Nicolas Cage films. I yeah. was I was um I was chatting online to a friend of mine in Minneapolis funnily enough and she recommended a uh, Nicolas Cage film. I know you know how many films I've seen, mm. probably 10. Have you seen Face Off? Face Off. That's with John Travolta, isn't it? Yeah. Not Con- Conair is the one I just mentioned. Is that a good film? Conair, it's a good cheesy action film, yeah. Yeah. I've not I seen I like the music. Conair. Goes like that. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's in it. Dave Chappelle's in a film. He's in lots of films, actually. Is he? Okay. He's, in, he's in A Star Is Born. He's pretty good. Raising right. Arizona. Going what well the, back. What was the Elvis one? He was uh, he was in an Elvis film, oh, wasn't he? Oh, he played Elvis, I think. Raising Arizona's great, though. Is that's the, That's the music the start of our pilot show. <laughs> National <laughs> Treasure. Oh, uh, have I heard of that? I don't know. Is it like an action mystery all over the shop? Apparently. This is why it's come film up. or something? Because it actually is a film about Nicolas Cage trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. Allah, what happened in the Capitol Hill the other week? So, so, just to ch- double check on this, Nicolas Cage playing a character or Nicolas Cage actually trying to steal the I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage playing a character trying to steal the Declaration it, of Independence. It's a fictional uh, narrative film. Yes, I don't think it's okay. real. I just wanted to get, get, um, get that right. Apparently, it is the worst film of all time. Okay, interesting. That, mm. Well, that's pretty impressive. It's a pretty when, big rap. Well, you know, there's things like Sharknado out there. Oh, it's cult classic now. Or, um, or a Breakdance 2, the Electric <laughs> Boogaloo, for that matter. <laughs> for that there's matter. a lot to compete with for that title, I would say, for that thumbs oh, down. What, what do they call that awards? The Rotten Tomatoes, is yeah, it? it could or be the Golden like Raspberries, I think. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Rotten Tomatoes also face off because everyone rates it on a percentage mark. So I think mm-hmm. the worst film, we probably need to look that up, Robert. Yeah. You know, I'm not uh, akin to the movie. Well, world. I mean, I've still got to review uh, Way of the Dragon with Chuck you Norris. Do. And, uh, in, and I actually thought of it on Sunday, but. Yeah. You've still, well. It's the thought that counts, Beefy. If we're going to be honest about yeah. it, you need to review Ride Like a Girl. Oh, yeah. Still haven't done that. Hang on. Million Dollar Arm. You got told oh. to. To watch that. Oh, that's that. That's the about John Harm million dollar um, way of the dragon. Way of the dragon. And what's the second? What's the follow up? I don't way know of the why dragon? I haven't done this. I'd quite enjoyed doing this. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Too busy. Um... Well, I had another brisket to cook on Sunday. You see, so well, it it's... cooks itself, Rob. All you got to do is turn it on. Every you got to you got to keep an eye on it. Tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm just going to wrap up the cricket quickly. Ravi, uh... we are on worst song in the world. We are. Just, we just, are. Uh, just keep I'm... some. And it's tennis related, by the way. Yeah. And this is why I've done it. Yeah. Ravi Ashwin. He put a tweet out. This is brilliant it says good evening from the gabba i am sorry i couldn't play here but thanks for hosting us and playing some hard cricket during these tough times we will remember this series forever mm-hmm. at td Payne. he directly oh, oh, went right mentioned tim Payne straight in there the was back. a big boo when he went out to speak after the after, well, tim Payne. yeah wow so That's, yeah uh, it, was, it was a bit long actually it's starting to annoy me right. very loud you almost couldn't hear him okay worst song in the world rob when sport and music don't mix Yep. Stefanos Sipitas is allegedly the number six. Sitsipas. Sitsipas, yeah. Good. Yep. Well done. You're a tennis freak, Rob. I know. He's number tennis. six in the world. He's from Greece. Yep. Quiz time for you. Yep. Have a guess at his career earnings. He is only 22. 
Have a guess at his career earnings. Okay, so say he's been on the circuit for about four years, I reckon. Based on the fact if you get a hundred grand for losing, he's no, world don't. number you, six. You get about forty. World number six, so he's probably one. Just this is just this is not including all those. No, uh, this is extras. his prize this is money for all those. Not for brand prize money. I'm going to say he's won uh, twelve mil. Twelve and a half million dollars. Yeah, I'm. Yep. I'm pretty good at this. He's stuff. twenty-two. <laughs> Wasn't Bernie around? He always goes on about it. he's got ten million dollars. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure where it's at now. Yeah, still yeah. ten mil. Twelve and a half million. He's twenty-two. Yeah, crazy. What did he do after that? He's coached by his dad as well. I remember uh, Apostolos. Mm-hmm. So keep it in the family. What Sponsored. would I do with that? I'd just get, I'd have a place in London and a place in New York. He lives in Monaco, by the way, nowadays. South of France, London, New York. And one here, that'd do me. Oh, okay, oh and one in, one in Auckland. Auckland? Yeah, go there so for? I can go home. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> what do I go there for? <laughs> well, uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas, mm. I can't say it, he's used his quarantine time wisely. He's released a song. Oh, okay. What? Well, let's see. Is he gone? Is he gone for his? I reckon he's gonna go Greek themed with the with the ding 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 with the bazooki ding 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 one of those sort of things. Zorba, the Greek, bit of that sort of stuff. Well, it's called my affection for you. Okay, I think it might surprise you. Okay, we had to be surprised. You were too generous to travel with me. What is this? I believe you spoke with my aunt last night, and it has taught me to hope. So I'd scarcely allowed myself before. If your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so at once. My affections and wishes have not changed. But one word from you will silence me forever. Oh, no. Gosh. Going for the Barry White type of thing. into soft porn territory. Yeah. We're waiting to see what the vocals are going to do. I'm intrigued.
you go, Rob. But I've read Shoe Diaries. Really? Yeah, that's what that's got's going on there. And apparently, that's... it's inspired by Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Oh, so that's what the uh, audio was there. I got no idea. That was uh, Catherine, I think, as the main character. Is it? I don't know. Oh, we're, we're, I don't know. We're probably anyway, the wrong people. Anyway, the worst song in the world is just getting. That's pretty getting pretty abstract out there. Worst. I mean, the, I mean, it's supposed to be song. It wasn't really a song. True. It was more of a oh, sound sorry. soundscape. Uh, but that got released today. Uh, actually, what if, I mean, you say it got released. You doesn't just actually get released. I mean, it's just he did this, and now he's it's on his social oh, he's media. Put it out there. <laughs> it's it, been it's released, Rob. It's been. Re- you say it as if it's like people are anticipating it in some way. No one's waiting for Seatsy Pass's soft porn music. <laughs> that's going to be the revival of the nineteen just, late nineteen nineties uh, Playboy After Dark soft porn he's show. Got that two hundred and seven diaries, thousand Twitter followers. If yeah. every single one of these people downloaded it, it yeah. would be in the charts. Yeah, well, see, it. see how it goes. But would you really download it after you heard it? I did. I already have. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, it's yeah. on the show, but Rob. But not for the intent of going, this is great. I can't, oh. I'm can't. i on the edge of my seat for the next one. <laughs> I wonder which book he's going to cover next. Straight on to Catcher in the Rye after that. The three people that... I've got to, it's brand new, Rob. It's today. Just <laughs> you, released you today, said that. right? That. I'm just saying. Lots of things have happened today. There, Amazing oh, cricket So matches. many things happened today. Uh, quarantine, tennis. But what I'm saying is the Players. three people that have responded or mm. actually come across this track already, yeah. the, the response has been very positive. Really? They didn't quite expect him to come out with this a, kind of soft a poetic, porn spoken backstory. word, soft porn type of combo. Yeah. Um, Nobody expected it. <laughs> he surprised everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Including us. Yeah. It doesn't matter what what the sort of verdict is. No one expected it. That's right. People just need the uh, the impact and the shock and be um, surprised. I think, though, as well, it's genuinely... This, this will be known. I mean, January the 19th, 2021, yeah. will be known as the day that Tsitsipas did something that wasn't expected. <laughs> A day in history. Very true. Lots of other things happened. This is COVID ni- was under control. Nineteenth of January, twenty twenty-one. Ten thousand people died of COVID in America today. Seatsy Pest did something unexpected. <laughs> this is the most <laughs> Stephanos Seatsy Pest thing that yeah. could have happened today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, has he been playing tennis against his mattress? We is, haven't seen that. Is footage. he in the quarantine? I, I'm, yeah. He has so, released. So he's this actually song. done that in his room, has he? What else are you going to do, Rob? Yeah, sure. What else are you going to do? Imagine if you were locked up for 14 days with your drum machine and a guitar. You'd put out. You'd finish the album. Mm. I wonder where he got his dialogue from. If it's sampled you, from the films, YouTube. <laughs> or YouTube's your best friend nowadays, I think. Brand new, Rob. And that's what this segment is all about. When sports and music shouldn't mix. Certainly not. That was. Uh... He probably plays piano. He's probably one of these. And bazooki. I don't foresee it having a great impact anywhere, if I'm honest. I think it'll be um, swept under the covers. I mean, if today's is the release day, it's got about as much coverage as it will get. I can't see it. Well, I've just tried to do a. Uh, it could maybe be like you know, music they play in between sets or something. In between you know? sex? sets? Sets. S E T S. In the, in thought, the game. You know, a bit, know a bit of relaxing. About, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's oh, not, yeah. It doesn't really get you up and about. Ambient background music. Yeah, yeah, al- yeah maybe yeah, elevators. Yeah. Um, elevators. Possibly uh, for, uh, it's you know, at like a massage parlour for relaxation, perhaps. You know when you're in posh pubs now and, they, and they've and they got that um, royalty-free kind of yeah. nondescript music going on in the background? So, well, look at these adjectives they're using to describe the music. Oh, my God, that's so nondescript. That's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that Reminds me of so many royalty-free sites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we know from experience about royalty-free music. Oh, right? you talk about searching through a 
barrage of rubbish. God, it's hard work. It is quite fun, though, and it's actually quite a relief when you get something that sounds harmful, yeah. right? Some very well, strange... so there you go. That's um, Stefanos Sipitas, yeah. the $12.5 million man from Greece. Certainly wasn't what I was expecting. I thought he was going to be more traditional. Mm. I reckon that other Could Greek player would have done. He's a bit more loud and about. Oh, Marcos Bagdatis. Yeah, he would have gone for it. Yeah, I saw him in the final. I actually went to that final when ah. he played against uh, Roger Federer. Well, well, yeah, well. It was pretty phenomenal. He's not Greek as well. He's Cypriot. Okay. Um, do you want to update on David Hasselhoff's kit car? Yes. If you didn't know, David Hasselhoff. Did someone win it then now? No, it's four days to go. Four days to go. But I've got to say, bidding has stalled. Okay. David Hasselhoff's kit car. Now, there is a footnote here as well. Although this is David's personal kit car, this was not used in the television production. Oh. Well, it's not even a bloody TV. It's still car. pretty good, though. Still pretty good. Yeah. The Trans Am is described as fully functional. Mm. Um, Another great compliment. There you go. Fully functional. Do you know what kit was short for, Rob? And fully functional. Huh? Do you know what kit was short for? Uh, no. Night Industries 2000. Right. That's what it was short for. Okay. Uh, features an array of gadgets, including bulletproof outer shell. I'm pretty sure that's not on this replica. So you know why I think this, the voting might have stalled or whatever, or the, or the competition? It's because, you know how you're saying he's... The word's gone out that now Mitch from Baywatch is full-time sober. Yeah. He's not out there blowing... Everyone loves that video of him where he's on the floor vomiting his burger up, you know? And, yep. and, his, and his, his daughter's going, oh, look how much of a disaster my dad is now. And the Hoff's just going, don't want a bar of it, I'm killing it. Bugger off. Everyone loved that guy, and now he's just a boring sober. He's not quite boring, but you know this car's actually in Wales. Oh. It's not even in the US, it's in Wales. Oh, he told me that because he, he married a Welsh girl. Yeah, he lives there. He lives there. He's living yeah. life in Wales because he's locked in now. He can't get out. It's at five hundred thousand US dollars. Okay, that's pretty, so that's it's pretty, pretty good. good. Still but a good haul. What I noticed where's is, the, is he pocketing the money? Where's it going? That's a great question. <laughs> it doesn't say where the money is going. It's probably going to him. Uh, I'm no doubt he supports loads of charities. No, oh, doubt. undoubtedly. No yeah, doubt. yeah. He's got no. He doesn't got to spend money on booze anymore. So what's I don't he gonna, think he has to do buy with his own half drinks. Half would you if if half came into the pub? Oh, he I would wouldn't just buy be, his own drinks. It would, would just he? be endless high fives. Yeah, it'd be absolutely loved until he was rolling around the floor, wetting himself. Yeah, like he used to. But what I noticed on this website is he's selling off loads of stuff. Yeah, so you can buy Russell Crowe did one of these. You know, one oh, of did these, he? After he split with his wife, he did an at home. Ah, auction. yeah, she yeah. did. Um, you can buy the Hoff's personal uh, racing jumpsuit, Knight Rider style. Mm-hmm. That's only at six hundred dollars at the moment. David Hasselhoff personal Night Rider denim jacket. That's also that's eight hundred dollars at the moment. Autographed Night Rider promo photo thirteen hundred dollars. A rare Night Rider pedal car autographed by the Hoff mm. two thousand two hundred yeah. for a pedal car. Right. Autographed Night Rider hat mm. seven hundred and fifty dollars. That is uh, that's going for right now. Good haul. Night Rider racing jacket patch four hundred and twenty five dollars. If you want a little patch. Knight Rider one to five scale model toy autographed by the Hoff two thousand five hundred. Jesus. Well, I mean that that just tells you there's demand. There and, is. And demand. Uh, I was going to say this is twelve by nineteen autographed the Knight Rider photo mm. five thousand five hundred or an autographed original nineteen eighty five Knight Rider script seventeen hundred. So there is demand. You're right. There's demand. demand. I mean, I still remember. David Hasselhoff on Solid Gold in 1985. Solid Gold? Solid Gold. And he did a cover of, Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Doing that one. And we used to... 
being hysterics as kids because at one point for a good 20 seconds he turns around in a sort of a squat position and it's just basically ass first at the audience <laughs> singing do you love me now that i can dance you know because it's he, great he did an amazing cover well i say amazing it was a shocking cover of the ted mulray gang jump in my car well of course i was just about to say it was a jump in my car yeah. i mean is there such thing as a good version of that song it's kind of a stupid song yeah but the hoff doing it did uh, he even it get out of better. australia that went global massively uh, uh, oh was it yeah okay. a huge hit but uh, that surprised me because that's when he had moved on from being cool to being like piss take cool Right. Mm. I reckon he would actually be a brilliant interview. Oh, he would. From start to finish, you've got his whole story. It would be fantastic. I reckon the Baywatch days, there would have been heavy shenanigans going on those days. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. Agree with you there. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. Oh, top ten time, Rob. We'll have a bit of top ten. Toddy loves your top tens. No, she. Oh, is that what yeah. she said in the last she correspondence? She must have said that. Brilliant. I'm pleased to hear it. So what you got for us tonight? Well, I sort of mentioned it in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been finding it highly amusing, so, uh, the banter on ICC cricket pages, right. but, but predominantly between Indians and Pakistanis. And this really ramped up around that time when India got bowled out for 36. <laughs> no doubt. And also when Pakistan were getting destroyed by New Zealand <laughs> at the same time. So there was plenty of ammunition for, for both. But this one, the first couple, there's a few couple of payouts for India's 36, but then most of it is actually Pakistanis bagging their own team. Oh, okay. Which, uh, which are quite good. Um, so anyway, I've just picked out 10 randomly. It's not really a, it's a top 10, but I'm just going to just list them and off they go. Don't matter. So you might remember on the thir- when the thirty six and you got thirty six that uh, they had sent a night watchman in for the game. Oh, did they? Did and someone says someone number 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 tens one wrote this. I always know how India have no batting after just mid Bumrah because <laughs> <laughs> he came in at three. Right. <laughs> Oh, this 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 next one. There's a picture of like Trent Bolt and Neil Wagner, uh, sort of pointing at the pitch and talking. And I think the caption was something like, "Oh, and and what do you think these two are saying?" Oh, and another key part of it: Trent Bolt's got the number eighteen on his back. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And someone goes, "I tell you what, I see eighteen times two equals thirty-six. Oh, hey! <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Number eight. eight? Hey. Oh, someone just I can writes. count. Ten <laughs> minus two is eight, Rob. <laughs> I think that on their way home, Pakistan need to find someone more on their level. Next stop, Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> is that an Indian or Pakistani? <laughs> I don't know either or. Yeah. There's lots of ones about comparing to the minnows. This is another one about just an ad about minnow cricket. I think it was about how Holland or something's going. I request ICC to arrange tri-series between Kenya, Oman, and Pakistan to get Baba Arzam making hundreds again. <laughs> We all need that, Rob. We all need that. Tell you, I'm in awful form cricket-wise. Oh, yeah? I need a, good? I need a tri-series against what? Old Man, Nepal, and, and uh, the Netherlands. Well, it's hard to play sure. with broken shoulders, because oh, obviously you can't bowl. I assume you can't bowl at the moment? I can't bowl. I'm not yeah. allowed to bowl. I'm not yeah. even allowed to throw. I have to underarm it in from the boundary. The old That's proper Derek good. Pringle. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. And then batting, how does that work? Mate, I'm never, I'm not there long enough to find out. Right. Honestly, I'm that bad at the moment. But are you sort of just trying to help with your wrists and stuff? Is that what you're doing? Do you know what? I'm even struggling to get ball on bat. That's how uh, bad I'm going. But you're just trying to sort of fob it round? Genuinely not there long enough to find but, out. But you, I'm can't, not, I'm you, not, can't, you can't physically raise the bat. No, properly, I can. can you? I can swing it through. I'm not supposed to. But, right. but it doesn't matter because I can't even hit the ball. But you can't I'm, even see it, you reckon? <laughs> I can see it. I'm just... I'm missing straight balls. That's ridiculous. I'm yeah. an ex. Well, see, this is why I'm, I'm starting to wonder why my golf has been so bad, and yeah. I, and I'm starting to wonder if my ability is deteriorating with age. It, it does. Could, it could be that, but I wouldn't want to, you know, kick yeah. it off just yet. I'm going to try steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. well, that worked out for you well your last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number uh, seven, Rob. Uh, so as it just came, Williamson, they're talking about his run making, and someone writes, "Wait till Pakistan tour Uganda and Nepal, then you'll see many centuries from Uganda and Nepal." <laughs> I like that one. I love it. That's a cracker. <laughs> Someone writes the next one. This is from an Indian. I can't remember this from. Behind every single great player is a great woman. Behind every single great batsman is the bowling of India. <laughs> it's just Pakistan for anyway. There's no evidence based on no. that. This number, what are we up to? Six or something? Yep, five, four, I think. Four. Pakistan is great team. They always gives opportunity for other team to make records and huge target against them. Very humble team. Very humble. There we go. Very humble. <laughs> they respect the game, Rob. They're respecting the game. <laughs> this number three. Pakistan is very good team. They need to improve only batting, bowling, fielding, and English. <laughs> they will beat USA and Hong Kong. <laughs> And English. I love that. He's throwing a bit of uh, English into it. <laughs> Number two. I sincerely request ICC take strict action on Kane Williamson for child abuse on Pakistani bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that young, the Pakistani bowlers, are they? <laughs> I think he was implying that they may as well be children the way may they're getting well. it around. Yeah. And this is number one. This is from M. Husnain Khan. Oh. <laughs> they make a lot of requests to the ICC. We need ICC to allow following demands for our Pakistan cricket team. We should be allowed to have 11 batsmen and 11 bowlers in a match. Two, our boundaries should be restricted up to 30-yard circle. Three, crowd should also be obligated to a field for Pakistan team. <laughs> Four, umpires on field should be blindfolded when Pakistan is batting. <laughs> Five, once inning is done, 100 scores should be added to the total as courtesy for Pakistan. <laughs> then someone comes from this writes, five problems, one solution, Zimbabwe to play Pakistan. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Very good. Actually, we should have that top 10 every week. <laughs> oh, that took me, that's at least half an hour's research, BP. Oh, half an hour? I'm not wow. doing a full half hour's research. It takes me well, a that, day that to do and the show. quiz. That, <laughs> that and, and the quiz. Oh, half an hour to do that and the quiz. Wow. <laughs> well, half an hour oh, each. Oh, that's half very an hour good. Each. Nah, very good. Well, talking to the quiz, Rob. Oh, yeah, Sporting Gladiators time. Rob was phenomenal last week with four, four out of five. five. And very and, nearly five. And he was only ten feet away. Fact, I don't think anyone's done a five yet. That's a good theory. Good. Uh, well, maybe you might have once. I think one time I went too easy and I said, screw that. Not yeah, that well, again. I, yeah, I don't think we have. I don't think nobody's got a full house. Okay, okay. okay. I think you've got close a couple of times, but yep. uh, yeah. I can guarantee you'll get one of these. Oh, okay. Yep. You might get 
three, possibly mm. four here, I reckon. Given today's events, I've gone to cricket special. Okay, nice, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a quiz, people. Best out of five, penalty shootout style. Mm-hmm. We ask each other sports trivia questions. It could be anything. <laughs> We're going to go straight into it. Straight off the bat, Rugby Union, Rob. Mm-hmm. Who is Australia's leading Rugby Union points scorer? Point scorer of all time. Of all time. Now, I have a feeling, I'm just going to go on a limb, I'm going to say Michael Liner. It is Michael yes! Liner. Yes! Boom! Do you know what? That, that's blown me away, because when did Liner retire? 93-ish? Three-ish, yeah, around there. Yeah, And he's still the leading still, point yeah. scorer. Well, because Stephen Larkin didn't kick the goals. I mean, we've had um, Matt Burke. And then had he Matt Burke. did. He did, but... But, I'll, I mean, Gittos doesn't kick every game. It's, yeah. like, I was thinking about it today. I've never had that. a consistent same goal kicker for no. like a decade. Or not, for a decade, basically. 20, yeah. nearly 20 years, yeah. by all accounts. But there you go. Yeah, Michael Liner, Rob. 1-0. All right. Uh, okay, this is your easy one. Before today, when did Australia last lose a test at the Gabba and to whom? This was repeated on the commentary many times. I, I've told you before. Oh, you had I the commentary down. I, listen to the co- I make they my own commentary after the game. I commentate it myself. <laughs> uh, it is 1988, and I think it, it was the West Indies. Correct, Damundo. That would yes. be. You've got to guess the West Indies around that time. Yeah, I would have oh, thought. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. Which WWE wrestler appeared in Blade Trinity alongside Ryan Reynolds? Blades Trinity alongside Ryan Reynolds. So Blades are like vampires and stuff. WWE. Wasn't it Wesley Snipes? Wasn't he in Blade? Yeah, he was. So this will be later stuff, so it's not going to be that. Yeah, Blade 80s. Trinity is the third version, I yeah. reckon. I'm going to go for The Undertaker. The under- he never spoke, The Undertaker. Didn't he? Triple H, Rob. Triple H. I don't even know who Triple H is. No, I, I, didn't watch it. I didn't watch that show when I was nine. You, I only know the golden era of Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Macho, Coco, man, Macho man Randy Savage, Coco, Coco Beware, Ravishing Rick Rude, Jake Re- the Snake, uh, um, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Heartbreak Foundation. Oh, yeah. Brett, the Heart uh, Foundation, Brett, Brett Hitman Hart and yeah. Anvil. Davey Bulldog Smith. Excellent Slash. Oh, I don't remember those. No, not Excellent Slash. Excellent Slash from the, Guns the, and Roses. The Demolition Man. Anyway. Yeah, the Demolition Team. Ultimate Bush, Warrior. The, Bush, the Bushwhackers. Ultimate Warrior. Mm. How good was he? He's good. There's the Golden Era. I haven't seen it since. Thank good. God. Good. In 1864, what cricket rule was made legal, which today is now standard practice? 1864. 1864. I'm going to throw it out there and say LBW. Oh, good guess. Good guess. I don't think it advanced that far at that point. Right, okay. Because the answer is overarm bowling. Quite ironic, isn't it? Considering it wasn't until 1981 that underarm bowling was made illegal. Did they make it illegal straight after that? Very, very quickly after, because Robert Muldoon, the New Zealand Prime Minister, jumped on it. Okay, so still one all. Invented in Santa Monica in the 1920s. That's Santa Monica in California. California, near Los Angeles. What sport made its Olympic debut in 1996? Olympic debut 1996. Invented in Santa Monica in the 1920s, what sport made his Olympic debut in 1996? Okay, so it'll be one of those X things, I reckon. It's not surfing, because that's invented by Hawaiians. And well, did that, was it? And it may have been that, invented by the Maoris, Rob. I've been reading then, up on that and, today. And I don't think that's... I think that still has never been in the Olympics either, because they complain about it a bit. It makes its debut in Tokyo. I'm going to give you a clue. It's not surfing. Uh, Santa Monica. What would you do in Santa Monica? You'd do, like, rollerblading and that sort of stuff. Um, Santa Monica is... I'm sure it would be famous for like roller skating, rollerblading. So I'm going to say it, it's. I'm going to say it's a it's a rollerblading. Rollerblading is not an Olympic sport. No, I know it's not. But, but is it still an Olympic sport? Never was. 
What? Was this sport in particular? It was in 1996, an Olympic sport, you said. Made its debut in the Olympics in 1996. Yeah. Think Baywatch. Think all the girls on the beach in skimpy bikinis. Surf life-saving. Beach volleyball. Oh, I should have got that. Beach I rem- volleyball. I remember that. But has it been canned now, is it? Is it still there? No, That's still, still there. It's a staple diet. Rio. Oh, I got the impression that it was in once and then it was no longer part of it. Oh, no, no. Made Just made his Olympic debut oh, in 96. damn it. I should have thought of that. Yeah. I remember that quite clearly because there was that Nike girl that was on Sports Illustrated and she was very famous. Well, the Aussie tall, girls. skinny girl. Natalie Cook and um, oh, Kerry Potter. that's Potanist. very poorly done, Actually, it's Robert. Natalie Cook's birthday today. Happy I've birthday, Natalie there. Cook. So we still one all. Still one all. Name the five test cricket centre venues of uh, the West Indies. Ooh. Now, this is not the grounds, I don't think. I think okay. it's just the, just the, the towns. Islands? Just the towns. Oh, okay. Well, I'm assuming Kingston, Jamaica. Correct. Guyana is one. Um, what would be the port of Spain in Correct. Trinidad? That's two. Antigua is obviously the Sir Vivian Richards uh, Stadium. I think it's just the name of the town. It's not the name of the ground. I mean, I can I can even give you the five: Barbados, Jamaica, Antigua, Guyana, as you said, and Trinidad. You've already got. Yeah. So you got uh, you got to get Barbados, Antigua, and Guyana. Port au Prince. Port au Prince is one. No, I don't know the towns. Bridge, Bridgetown. Oh, of course. Georgetown. Georgetown. Yeah. And St. Antigua's St. John's. Oh, so of course it is St. John's. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I'll give you forty percent. <laughs> Could so be crucial on, at the end. You're on one point four. Good. One point four. Nice. Yeah. All right. You should get this. I think you've even said it before. New Zealand played its first cricket test match in 1930. But what year did they finally win a match? Ah, uh, this is a guess. 1948. Not bad. 1956. God they won damn their it. first test. Against Pakistan? Don't know. I think it's Pakistan. Okay. Damn it! Should have known that as well. On which ground did Jim Laker take his famous 19 wickets in a test? Great questions, these beefy. It's either Edge Beston or Headingley. Edge Beston. Old Trafford. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. There you go. All right. Oh, that point four is still in there for you. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Roberto. Number five. Come on. 365 days of sport question oh, here. Oh, yeah. I'm good at these. When we attended the Snow Polo World Cup in Bad Gastein, Austria, what brand of ball did they use? Come on. Come on. Now, it was a bouncy rubber ball, basically. Uh, I think it was a fairly known one, actually. But Beefy's laughing, so maybe it's... <laughs> Not. It was always very surprising, and it, yeah. we commented on the. We comment oh. on, on the thing. Oh yeah. Oh right. Okay. That makes me think go somewhere else. I can't hold up the show for everyone. I, I, I think it might be something lewd, like um, Durex or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's not my answer. My okay. answer is going to be Spalding. That's a great guess, Rob. The Wilson. No. What? Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Don't you remember it was a blue, little blue Toys R Us ball? I don't remember it being blue, but I don't remember what the bloody was, brand was. Well, Toys R Us. Toys R Us, that's why it stood out in my mind about that. All right. Well, that means you've already won because of the point four. One well, point four was enough. It was enough, but let's let's do this. Let's get this last one just to make sure. Which bowler took the first ever hat-trick in test history? Oh, that is a good question. Harold Larwood. No, way before that. I think this is like 1890s, this guy. John Snow. No, I don't like, know. Like 1896. 
W.G. Grace. Fred Spoffeth. Oh, that's right. Fred yeah, Spoffeth. Fred Spoffeth. Yeah, I thought you might know yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fred yeah. Spoffeth. I think he's around the same time as W.G. Grace. Yeah. 1.4 to 1. Yeah, well, you're that's very, a, you're I, very I, generous I, with I that blew it. Four. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did, yeah, probably if you got four, I probably should give me a half rather than if you got <laughs> two out of five. Yeah, could have a 0.1 in here. So, a hollow victory for your BP. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you'll be up celebrating that one late <laughs> into the night. I don't think either of us will, really. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob Cross, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I have a dream. Next level people do next level things. You don't take the time to figure out some things. Now, 2021 is not going to be much different for you than 2020. This is Cam Smith. Hey, this is Fleet. Hi, this is Ricky Ponting. Hi, this is Tim Cahill. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes. I'm Elise Perry. Hi, this is Luke Godfrey. Hi, this is Susie O'Neill. Hi, this is Paul McCartney. Still breathing. You gotta be believing. Get it done in 2021. Getting it done in 2021. On and on and on. I have. Uh, oh, God. That traffic lights. Jesus, Rob. I, I really enjoy it until that tune comes oh, on. Here the end. we go. I just fade that out, and I'll be happier. Oh, it's inspirational. Uh, it's, but, uh, it's seriously trying to be inspirational. You need me some more piss take. <laughs> I like the guy who's who's getting it done. I'm a bit worried. I'm just a bit concerned that we didn't actually come up with that in the end. Someone else already had come up with we're getting it done in 2021. We were not as original as we thought. We didn't come up with the English language, Rob. I mean, no. you can put sentences together yeah. whenever you like. It also, it wasn't exactly a, a long-term brainstorming session, was it, before we came up? <laughs> No, that was, because uh, I actually thought on air yeah. and it came into my mind. Mm. Anyway, Rob, getting it done in 2021, why this segment is uh, so on the money right now is tomorrow. What's been my biggest weakness, apart from my shoulders, for quite a long time? Your calves. Down well, below the calves. The gout. The gout. Yes. Tomorrow, I am starting a medical trial for wow. gout drugs new <laughs> fangled new stream new gout drugs to try and cure myself yep. of the disease of kings the king of diseases well do you know what the really great shining light at the end of that tunnel is imagine if it works just imagine okay just imagine, imagine if it works so well that you can get back on the booze <laughs> <sighs> it's been been nearly it's been five and a half years off yeah. off the booze now yeah it's an interesting theory would i do i miss it possibly mm-hmm. would i get back on it possibly <laughs> would i enjoy it again more than likely <laughs> that's a great thought though <laughs> you haven't thought of that have you no nah, i would be definitely getting it done in 2021 <laughs> then if i try this miracle gout cure and all of a sudden there's no more gout yeah. and beefy's back on the lash well i hope it works you're not uh, the only it's, one. It's well overdue to, to someone to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, we've discussed this before. It's the fact that nobody dies from gout. They just suffer in immense pain. Yeah. If it was a killer, then there'd be millions of people throwing millions and billions of dollars at it. But the fact that it just causes a bit of inconvenience and huge amounts of pain for a short period of time, it doesn't affect the uh, mass mm. populace. I, I genuinely think gout is getting a bit more extreme and severe as well. From the people I talk to, they say they're now experiencing gout and it's a lot worse more painful. as they're getting older yeah that, that's also it gets a, worse as you get older 
Uh, it can do, yeah, yeah. Because it's your body's inability to cleanse the blood system of uric acid. So yeah. if your body cannot get rid of the uric acid, then the pain is going to get worse. See, surely if they know what the problem is, they can solve the problem. The issue is, as well, people have different triggers, see, as well. Like, mine was alcohol. Yeah. Now, some people, tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, it's... Um, Turkey. Turkey is a high in purine food, yeah. Yeah. Some people, it's shellfish. Yeah. You know, it's... So a lot of people have different things. Red wine, yeah. as opposed to alcohol, is yep. one. Um, so, for me, it was always beer. Mm. because I never drunk wine or anything else. But mm. red wine is also a, a yeah. big factor. So there's lots of different triggers. And, it, and it, like I said, I just don't think the research is there. One of my dad's best mate, he, he, his was booze that got him. So he's a lime and soda drinker. Uh, there must be more hope for the next generation there of gout sufferers. Well, come back You're to me there. in seven or eight weeks' time, Rob. Is there a day for you lot? <laughs> the, is there uh, a gout awareness week? Gout awareness, surely. <laughs> surely it, it make, everyone has a community these days. Everyone wants to, you know, everyone's obsessed with the collective. Get together, all the gout sufferers, and share your stories. Imagine if you're, you're, this is the problem. You haven't got someone, you haven't got a unified voice with a leader who's out there marching with placards saying, don't forget about us gouters. Next time there's some big social justice rally in the street, you take them on and go, yeah, what about us? May the 22nd, No one Rob. cares about us. We've been suffering for centuries. May, on May the 22nd. Isn't that right near your birthday? It's close to, yeah. <laughs> National Gout Awareness Day. Yeah. Gout is a painful disease that affects approximately uh. 8.3 million Americans. Well, that's... that's uh, Significant. Significant. That's uh, like, well, there are uh, currently 330 million people, so 10% is 33 million. Yeah. That's 3% of the population, beefy. I've got gay drop. Nearly all blokes. Only 2% of the population is gay. And look how much coverage no, they get. 10%. No, I've done them. I've done them. I've been reading up on this. I've been He's done up the on maths, people. He's done <laughs> the maths. Gout is one of the more common types of arthritis, making up approximately 15% of all people with some form of doctor-diagnosed arthritis. Arthritis. It is also the most common inflammatory arthritis amongst men. Yeah. So there you go. So it discriminates. I think it is pretty discriminatory because I'm pretty sure it's like 85% male as well. Yeah, I've never heard of of a woman having it actually my entire life. Clearly, it must do. I know, well, clearly they must do. I've just, I've never met a gout yeah. suffering female. Nor me. You know when they talk about gout's the, is the worse than childbirth pain? Oh, it is. By my, we've proved this well, on the show. But a woman gout sufferer could actually, you know, Whoa! that's someone who can tell us for yeah. sure. I, I tried to pull that out one actually when I was chatting to Tessa's mum who's had six kids. <laughs> <laughs> You know, gout's worse than your six kids. <laughs> yeah, but a, a, a woman in childbirth with gout. Yeah. I wonder if the body, when you're pregnant, cleanses itself properly because it needs mm-hmm. to keep the baby pure. Mm-hmm. I don't wow, know. That's interesting. I don't know. We need to find a female gout sufferer that's yeah. had a baby, naturally. Yeah, that'll be a breaking interview. We are the people to do it, Rob. We are groundbreaking. <laughs> um, getting it done in 2021. What's your uh, well, side of things? Now, don't take this lightly. Oh, I'm not going to. But I'm going to put it out there. Because this is going to be tough. I'm not going to eat McDonald's for 2021. Just McDonald's? Are you going to Just... substitute with Hungry Jacks? No, actually, well, no, no Hungry Jacks either. Right, I like it. Now we're getting somewhere. I can't give you KFC. That's chicken. It's all right. Yeah, chicken's all right. Chicken. Well, it's not. It's P27, as we know. There's the P27. So that's me. For, just for those so international... No... Hungry Jacks is Burger King for the rest of the world. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So no kind of fast food burgers but style. But th- those sort of chains... 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going with that. That's all right. I'm, I can. Because um, you have to think about the number of times I'm hungover. That's and regular. can't be bothered eating. Uh, sorry, yep. cooking or eating. It's <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one out there. Yeah, no, that's good. I like it. But yeah. I know it's supposed to. Be, it's not really the idea. It's something thing you're not gonna do. Yeah, but that's kind of New Year's resolution style. Healthy. But it, it's type. quite a cynical, pessimistic approach. It's like someone say when they ask you, "Oh, what's your radish like?" And you say, "Oh, it's not shit." You know, that could be you know someone come up with their, their pitch for their latest idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't rub it in. <laughs> Just a bit, that's how Beefy used to pitch our show to yeah, people. Yeah. It's not shit. Well, there's a lot of shit radio shows out there, Rob, and this one isn't that. <laughs> Let's get that straight, right? Let's just get that straight. Against what you might naturally assume about me and my abilities, I can can actually tell you this to the contrary of uh, everything I am as a being, this is not shit. Yeah. Um, Talking of um, not being shit, let's do this. You twat. Uh, vegan cafe owner's brilliant response to diner who complained his burger was meat-free. The customer paid for their meal and rushed to McDonald's, talking to McDonald's, to enjoy a proper beef burger. Yep. Well, you're not going to get a proper beef burger at McDonald's. It's all fat. For many vegetarians and vegans, it can be really difficult to find somewhere to eat with plenty of menu choices. More restaurants than ever are now offering meat-free options while some eateries are taking it a step further and only offer plant-based meals. Mm. Actually, I had a plant-based curry this week. Yeah. You might have seen it on social media. I did see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meat substitute was it was weird. It was like a, yeah. a halloumi slash calamari type substance. I, oh, I, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it does. It's like it's clearly like just was something a, fake. Like, like, tofu. Type. It was those tofu type of like hard yeah. tofu. But it was it was a bit chewy. Oh, that's rank. The curry itself, it was a masala. The curry itself wasn't bad tasting, but it just had this weird rubbery substance. Yeah, why would you? That's why it was on special, Rob. Yeah, it was on Nobody special. else wanted no to buy one it. Yeah. Anyway, it seems there's no pleasing everyone, and some diners just aren't happy without their meaty fix, as one Cumbrian cafe found out with hilarious results. One diner was left so incensed at being served up a vegan burger that they apparently rushed out of the restaurant to go and get themselves McDonald's. They then left a negative review on TripAdvisor saying they'd been misled. Mm. The customer visited Sweet Pepper Cafe, a plant-based eatery in Baron Furness, and couldn't wait to tuck into their bacon cheeseburger stack. But they were less than impressed when the meat-free meal arrived at their table, having apparently missed the massive sign at the front of the cafe saying, Everything made from plants! The diner wrote in their two out of five TripAdvisor review, there were no signs on outside or on menu to indicate that this was a vegan restaurant. Having ordered a bacon cheeseburger stack, I was sorely disappointed to realise it was a vegan version. We paid and went to McDonald's for a proper beef burger. Mm. It's fair to say the cafe owner's response was brilliant. They replied, Sir, it may have been very difficult for you to have seen our massive sign on the front before you entered the cafe that says everything made from plants as the sun was a bit low when you came in with your partner all around the cafe you might have missed either of the newspaper articles or the trophy for our award as rising culinary stars in vegan and vegetarian cuisine which may have hinted what type of food we actually serve we do also offer free wi-fi which you could have utilized to go on the world wide web where you would have seen our website Facebook page 
or TripAdvisor reviews that may have mentioned that we are actually a plant-based cafe. Our menu is full of wordplays where we intentionally misspell plant-based ingredients to sound similar to animal source products like cheese with a Z, bacon with a U, fish with a double E. But the manager, he didn't stop there and the response got even more savage. They went on to accuse the diner of rushing out the restaurant claiming that there was an emergency rather than being honest about, about why they weren't fans of the grub they were served, which was barely touched. The owner continued, You ordered spring rolls and southern fried mushrooms for starters, which we can assume that you thoroughly enjoyed as the plates came back completely clean. We then carefully and lovingly prepared your stacker burger and peri-peri skewers and served them to you. A few moments later, you and your partner suddenly pulled away from the table as if you saw something disgusting. You hurried to the till to pay for your meal with all smiles and when asked why are you in such a hurry, you said there was an emergency. We were the ones who were misled. How can you try to write an honest review on TripAdvisor when you can't be honest in person? We could have refunded your wasted meal if you had said you weren't happy. And the owner didn't quite stop there. They then went on to tell the customer to look up the definition of what makes a burger. Try Wikipedia. We were sorely disappointed you didn't even try our very popular chips with your choice of seasoning. If you do have internet access, you can look up the definition of these. We don't really advertise the cafe as vegan or veganism because it is a way of life and we do respect everyone's choice. We prefer plant-based and it is more inclusive and definitive of the food and drinks we serve. We're sorry you felt misled as it was never our intention. We hope you do try us, try us again in the future now that you know good plant-based food is what is evident on your starter plates. Thank you. I've only got two comments. Yeah. One, he shouldn't have written the TripAdvisor review. They're a vegan restaurant. They're allowed to do vegan stuff. They, they want are. to be vegans. But don't try and peddle this. It's more inclusive stuff. It's just food. It is what it is. <laughs> it is just food. It's not representative of, of, of some sort of political regime or mm. stance or movement. Can't it's just, it's just a choice. It is just a choice. So, yeah, he, should, he shouldn't have written a review bagging ah. a vegan restaurant for just... you got to do, I mean, uh, just it, do it, your research. It is what it is. Just do your research. Read other TripAdvisor reviews. But that is quite funny you. saying, We've got an emergency. (laughs) I gotta go, I've got emergency. It's there's a big meaty burger calling for me at McDonald's. Yeah. Well I mean I I mean I got done. That's how I got done. You did the the chucken chucken. Chucken C H U C K E N didn't notice. And I told you that it tasted like the burger that I had in the airport at India. Which obviously was not real chicken either in in retrospect because it was very, very so similar. I reckon it was the same sort of deal. Contrary to vegan news, we do have to thank the good people at Jack Link's beef jerky mm. uh, without Jack Link's beef jerky the, oh, the tastiest beef jerky you can possibly ever get this show would just not be possible some people might say that's a blessing well, uh, we're only grateful that's all I have to say. That's all we have to say. Yeah. But you know what's good about uh, Jack Link's beef jerky, Rob? Well, I mean, it's it's great tasting. Great tasting, uh, yeah. And I would suspect it's great for stimulating not just your physical attributions in terms of po- protein power, but could is there any particular occupation in which perhaps one's brain that needs to be so heavily stimulated because it's a highly intellectual, intellectually challenging position, is there any occupation to think of of which this might benefit specifically? Not off the top of my head, no. No. But it is the food of astronauts, Rob! It is the food of astronauts! 100% New Zealand beef, grass-fed. Great source of protein mm. and extremely tasty to boot. Brilliant. Good on NASA. They see a bargain when they, they know that they have to give their astronauts only the best. I'm not going to argue with NASA. Don't argue I've, with NASA. I've done some stuff. I've <laughs> done some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. They have done some stuff. You're right yeah. there, Rob. Some pretty hard if stuff. You, if you need a snack this week, I know the cricket's just finished. 
get out there and get some Jack Link's beef jerky. Mm. It's well, well worth it. Which movie should I watch? I can probably get through all these actually before next week. Good. But I wouldn't drag it out. Don't drag it out. I don't want to yeah. do three movie reviews. No, just and... tell you what we need to do. Do Bruce Lee. I'll do Way of the Dragon. Way of the first. Dragon, because that's the one that's calling. Apart from watching Way of the Dragon, Rob, what you got coming up? Um, my mate Daniel Trainer's birthday on uh, oh, Saturday. Good on Swedish Dan. Danny, who I did my great American voyage with. Good yep. man he is. His birthday today, actually, but the party's on Saturday. Oh, big that's night out. That's the main event. Big night out. Yeah. And then I'm going to Wangaratta from Sunday. Monday till Tuesday. Australia Day next week, yes. Australia. So it's a public holiday, but we will still be uh, in. And all our music, we've been told, Rob, we've been told. It's going to be Australian. Australia. So it's going to be all Dazza and Barnsley. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and a bit of Akadaka in there as well. Oh, yes. The Angels. The Jets. Am oh, I yeah. ever going to see your face again? And who's that? I thought the Screaming Jets. That's what you say. Am I not jet? here? Am Did I clearly not here? I was Rob? trying to think. Is John Stamos? No, what's his name? John Stamos? No, <laughs> no what's his name? The singer. Doc Neeson. No, not from the Angels. Oh, screaming um, Jets guy. It's a Welshman and a Kiwi talking about Screaming Jets. Well, for, there's some good stuff around. Doug Parkinson, yeah. In Excess with Viv Richards. Is that Australian? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, In Excess it means there's five Australians in it. I marvel at that. You know what that's clear evidence of? How without taste that band is. Like, without Matt, Michael Hutchins, it's just five nerds. He made them cool. Even though musically they're all very good yeah, and yeah. very, very good and they could construct an arrangement, particularly the, the brother who's the guitar keyboard guy. He wrote all the songs. Oh, did he? But Michael was the only reason that they were cool because the other guys are all nerds. They couldn't, no way Michael Hutchins would allow that Viv song. No way. <laughs> he might have been a big Viv fan, Rob. We don't know. We never will, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been episode 184 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. We'll see you next week.